0: Good morning, Gavin. Uh, Your choice of music there?
1: Yes, I was just thinking I'm not a control freak, am I? I'm just, you know, as well as picking the topic, I thought I'd start to pick the songs as well. But, you know, I I really like that song. It's something which um, my... um, I mean, it's obviously, it's an old movie. I remember my father um, with, you know, watching that movie. And it's just, you know, it's really good way to introduce the topic, because here's a couple with a total different recollection of how they met, he remembers that she was wearing one colour, what the moon was, and so I thought it's just a good segue into the topic.
0: Okay, so we are discussing uh, gaslighting uh, for this uh, well-being window. If you have a question for Gavin, studio at rivieradio.mc. But to start with, uh, gaslighting is a term we're all familiar with. Uh,
1: What's your definition of gas Slizing Gavin. So, my definition is: it's a it's a pattern of behaviour, and this behaviour is designed to make someone question their reality, their memories, or their experience, and it's something which happens repetitively. So, it's this repetitive pattern of manipulation um, of. Coercion. We, we sometimes call it crazy-making. You know, and you were saying um, earlier on, it's from the movie. Uh, there was a play and there was a movie in the late 1930s, I think the play was, and the movie was the 1940s. And it's this black and white movie where the man wants to get his hands on his wife's money, so he tries to do things to make her go crazy. And he flickers the, the light, the gas light, and tells her, no, I'm not changing, the lights aren't flickering then he starts to play music from the loft and says, no, there's no music. Um, It would be a a bit like sort of playing with someone's microphone and saying, there's nothing wrong with the microphone, Gavin. I don't know what's wrong with you. And gradually, you undermine someone's sense of perception, their identity, their self-worth. And, you know, there's a spectrum. There's the gaslighting, which um, is, you know, arguably unintended, But at the extreme end of the spectrum, I've worked with people who have been utterly devastated because what their partner has done is unravelled them totally. So it's coercion, it's this um, making someone question their reality.
0: Okay, and does the actual person doing it, are they uh, conscious of gaslighting? Are they doing this deliberately?
1: Um not always sometimes there's a lot of stuff i'll do in couples therapy and i'll just say to someone um you do know what you're doing is gaslighting and then i don't be ridiculous i would never do that it's just but can you see that what you're doing and you know if i use a gender stereotype men will often say to women no you're you're overreacting or she's being too sensitive and the answer is when you start that may not be you're not trying to undermine that person's reality. That may not be your intention but it is what you're doing because you're starting to say to someone your feeling isn't normal and what makes it gaslighting when it starts to become intentional is when you do the the last part which is the dismantling. What's wrong with you? There must be something wrong with you if that's what you think of me and you gradually, having denied someone their experience... Having denied someone their reality, you then set about dismantling them with the put-downs.
0: And is it always the same tactics that are used in in gaslighting?
1: Or can they vary given the situation? They can can definitely vary. So with some, it will be just a blanket denial. Um, I didn't know that, you know, you never told me the show was starting at nine today. I I, I didn't know that. So you're actually telling someone that they're making it up. That's a very common tactic. Then there's the one I was just really referring to, which is the minimising, which is you're overreacting, or I was I was only joking. Come on, you know I love you, or you're. That's just, I'm just role playing sir. Um She'd be a very <laughs> strange. I don't rock, love yeah. me anymore. <laughs> um, of course I do. Um, and then we do things. Um, sometimes we do the withholding. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and you see it a lot when, when partners are trying to dismantle their partner to cover up a, an infidelity. This is how they keep the infidelity going. Because they'll say something like, I told you I was working late this weekend. Gosh, are you, are you all right, honey? Are you, maybe you just you need to check your, your scheduling again because I've noticed you doing this quite a bit. You can see how it starts to become really quite cold and quite manipulative.
0: OK. And uh, how can you recognise if someone is gaslighting you? I mean, without maybe being too paranoid about it. Uh, but how do you say, OK, that definitely is a case
1: of gaslighting? Well, firstly, actually, what I, I ought to have just said as well is it exists in all different types of relationships. So we, we, we use it most commonly in romantic relationships. But I do want to say that you can have it in a, a child-parent Relationship where very often a adult parent and child and the parent, you know, a child might say, Do you know, I, rem- I remember my childhood like this. And the parent says, it wasn't like that. And it's like, no, no, I, I, I really remember this was how I experienced it. No, you didn't. Um, I'll tell you what your childhood was like. You know, that's a version of gaslighting um we often talk about um racial gas, gaslighting it was really interesting this week hearing rishi sunak sort of say well i don't think my daughters would face any um racism or, or words to that effect and someone immediately tweeted or whatever it's called um to say why are you gaslighting your children because it could be their experience um one last example, I give before I try to answer your question is, you know, we can also have um, misogynist gaslighting. So I can remember, I don't think my brother listens to the show, so I'm going to give an example. So my dad does, but here we go. I, I can remember sitting around the table last year. Uh, my brother was here, and he brought my niece, who's now in her late 20s. And she was having this conversation about saying that, you know what, you, it, when you go to... Um, you go to clubs and you go to bars, and, and just men always—they they just think they can just grope you. Or then she was giving lots of examples of her experience about being a single woman. Doesn't have to be single, but what all the misogyny that she's experienced personally and professionally. And my brother, bless him, said, oh, "Don't be ridiculous. You're exaggerating. It's not like that." And you could see her really getting very, understandably agitated because what she's saying is this is my reality. You can't tell me this hasn't happened because this is how I've perceived it. So, lots of different types of gaslighting. I think you said, how would you recognise it? Um, Because you begin to doubt yourself over time. You begin to think that, well, maybe it is me. Maybe there's nothing wrong with the microphone. Maybe I did say that the show was going to start earlier. Um, People who are gaslighted constantly in relationships they start to lie to their friends and family. They start to defend the person to protect the gaslighter. Um, so very often there's just this feeling of always being on edge. Gradually, your sense of self, your, your, your self-esteem, um, you're easily kind of tied up in knots, intimidated. So you can start to then recognize that, I'm being gaslighted. And the last thing I'll say on this, because if there's questions, I'm happy to take them. Um, gaslighting is not someone disagreeing with you. It's not someone confronting you. In that lovely clip from the Maurice Chevalier song, um, they're just two people remembering it differently. He's not saying to her, you're crazy, what's wrong with you? You need help because you remember that. No, they're just seeing things differently. That's not Gaslighting, But when you begin to deceive and confuse the other person, you begin to deny their reality, now that's gaslighting. So sh- surely
0: it's quite a, a thin line between the two. Because, I, I mean, I can mm. use examples of my family because they do listen and none of them are speaking to me anymore with everything that I give away on air. <laughs> but uh, what? You know, my, my older brother does have a tendency to remember, for example, moments in his childhood. Very different to how yeah. I remember them. But what's, as you just gave the perfect example there, when when it, when does it become just the fact that people remember things and experiences uh, differently and also that's pro- probably part of who we are and our makeup and and the way we are as human beings to actually... If I was to say, oh, no, Daniel, it didn't happen like that, is it because I use that negative? Or if I said, oh, Daniel, was that your way? Oh, well, my way was actually different. Is it not just because
1: you're being a bit more diplomatic about it? Yes, I think it's, you know, all of us, because that's the nature of our memory, we can both remember the same event differently, just as you and your brother can have a different perception of your childhood gaslighting really is it's a process. It's not a one-off event and it is um, and then it's followed by the, which doesn't happen with you and your brother which is I think you really have a problem here. I have noticed this about you recently with your memory. And and then you're moving to the dismantling phase. The fact that you both have a different recollection. Yes, you could be more tactful. And all of this on our relationships could. But, you know, hey, we're human. And we could say things like, I understand that's your perception. um, And that must be difficult for you. I recall it like this. But, you know, in the real world, we don't always manage to get out the perfect words in the moment.
0: Okay, well, first question from a listener says, Welcome back, Sarah and uh, Gavin. Here is my question for Gavin. Uh, can you be a nice person and still a gaslight? I'm getting a bit worried about my other half. Uh, we constantly have a different recollection of events. He swears over his dead grandmother's grave that he is right. Uh, she was an old bat, so that doesn't mean much. <laughs> uh, can, can you gaslight someone
1: unintentionally? Yes, I don't think... I, I guess it's part of the conversation we just had. Yes, it doesn't need to be intentional. Um, that's a disagreement. You both remember it differently. If you've then moved to the, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting concerned about you. You know, a lot of your friends have been telling me, uh, and I, then when you start to move to something which is more malicious, there's usually intent. But, yes... We can gaslight unintentionally. I'd say most couples do that. Uh, but as, as I say, when it becomes um, constant, when there's a sort of systematic um, element to it, then there's something which in this relationship is actually emotionally abusive.
0: OK, I hope that answers uh, your question. A second question up uh, this morning. Hi, Sarah and Gavin. Uh, somebody I know is in a bad relationship and he gaslights her. Uh, when we are out, he does this in front of us. It's difficult as my partner is friends with her boyfriend, the person who gaslights. Uh, should I say something or will it make it worse?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think... The best thing that you can do if someone you know is you believe um, is being um, gaslit. By the way, I, I changed. I say gaslighted and gaslit. So someone with better English than uh, than I have can um, can correct me. So if you think that th- this is taking place, the best thing you can do is validate the reality of the person who's being um, gaslit. So, for example, because if you confront the person who's doing the gaslighting, they will deny it or they'll make you the problem. don't know what you're thinking. I know that you and Mary are good friends and doesn't surprise me that the two of you... And, you know, you, you, it's an argument you're not going to win. The best thing that you can do is either say in front of them both, well, that's not what I heard. Actually, what I heard and observed is as follows. And if that doesn't feel like, you know, because you're out at dinner or at a party, it doesn't feel like it's something you can do, take the person aside afterwards and say, I just want you to know, Mary, I also heard this, and I also felt that. And that's the best thing that you can do because in that moment, you watch that person take a deep breath and think, it's not me.
0: Okay, and we'll have one more before the news, sport and weather. Hi, Gavin and Sarah. As a parent, I do my best to raise my children to understand right from wrong, but my daughter often lies or conceals facts from me. Uh, That worries me. I try to explain her. Uh, Telling lies bothers me more than uh, whenever she is covering it up. I hope this isn't a silly question, but what makes someone become a gaslighter? I don't want her to grow up to be a manipulative person
1: Um, also a very very thoughtful and insightful question i think you know there's a part of me that wants to say and i don't know enough facts here that you know all kids lie because you know infants do it and then teenagers do it to get away with stuff um and um so it somewhat depends on the pattern it depends on on the lies but what makes someone um uh Uh, become a gaslighter very often it does stem back to what their experience was growing up sometimes people who gaslight experienced it a lot when they were growing up so well i saw mom and dad do it this is how you win an argument this is how you maintain a relationship this is how you control a woman for example and it goes both ways could be how you control a man um sometimes and this is what you often see with with narcissists it's the golden child it's the the child that could do no wrong was never criticized really spoiled And then growing up, if you dare criticise this person that has this sense of entitlement, they will make you the problem. So it sounds like you've got a very concerned parent here. Uh, Doesn't sound like, just based on minimal information, that the child um, is going to grow up to be a gaslighter. And, you know, you're setting a really good example about wanting them to know that actually it's the lying that bothers me more than what it is that you might be concealing.
0: On uh, through your experience uh, as a counselor and therapist, would you say that many people more people come to you as victims of gaslighting or? Uh, worried that
1: they are a gaslighter? Which would you say? Uh, both? Defi- no, no, I'd say no. definitely the former. Okay. Because if we are, you know, it's a bit like saying, you know, how many narcissists show up in the therapy room? <laughs> not not many. You know, not many people yeah. show up. No, but it's a, it's a really interesting yeah. question, because how do they get help? But not many narcissists come into therapy when the first session and say, I'd like you to help me. I'm a really nasty person. I undermine my partner, and I'm a narcissist. <laughs> so, yeah. more often, and I do see more um, female victims. I will see people who have been in a relationship for... I have two people I've worked with in the last few years. One was in a relationship for 15 years and the other 20 years. And there was a pattern of constant gaslighting and they didn't know it was happening. And as I said before, I'm talking about high-functioning, intelligent women Mm. whose reality over time had been so subtly undermined. And because one of the other things that you do is you you recruit other people to help you. So it's a bit like I start walking around Riviera Radio and saying, Is Sarah all right? I've noticed <laughs> <I'm>
0: not today, <laughs> <you know that. laughs>
1: She's she's a bit off her game. Have you noticed this? And then I start to set things up and I start to do things that you don't know I'm doing. But if I can get you into that place where and it's Often the relationship where there is a degree of trust, there's vulnerability. Mm. So we know each other well enough that I could give it a good go and see if you think you're crazy.
0: (laughs) Go on, then. (laughs) You've got about four minutes, 50 seconds. Let's see how you do. Uh, Gavin Sharp is with me. It's the Riviera Wellbeing Window. Uh, We're discussing uh, gaslighting. If you have a question you'd like to put to Gavin's studio at Rivieradio.mc. We'll be back after this. (laughs) It's just gone 9.38. It's the Riviera well-being window. We're talking gaslighting. I'm joined by Gavin Sharp, live in the studio. If you have a question you'd like to put to Gavin, uh, studio at rivieradio.mc. We should try and uh, fit in uh, all the answers between now and uh, 10 o'clock. Gavin, before we continue there's something that's niggling me about hmm. gaslighting. And yeah. I might be completely wrong, but you know me. Especially with you. I yes. don't mind asking you. Exactly. Because uh, you do know everything, more or less. <laughs> okay? What is wrong with disagreeing? I know we touched on this at the beginning, but I'm trying to get this around my head. Yep. Is it not just... I know, it, as you said, it's been referred to back in 1938 in that the, the film, uh, but... Um, is it not just a case of maybe putting cotton wool round people because you don't want to actually say, "Well you're wrong and I'm right i mean is is it stopping people from actually
1: maybe just having a good old argument? No. I love it when Sarah challenges me <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and um, and then afterwards, her mum often comes to my defense. Um, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with an argument, and there's nothing wrong in two people disagreeing if, however, I am wanting to undermine your experience, your version of reality, and I start to tell you, not just you've remembered it incorrectly, but I then start to say, what's wrong with you? I think you probably need to go and get some help. I've (laughs) told you this. I've told you this before. Um, We've had this discussion. And then I start to do the... Um, what I said earlier is the dismantling i 've taken it beyond a disagreement, and what i 'm starting to do is um, invalidate you it 's starting to become abusive because one thing is to say we can agree to disagree that 's not my recollection and we can have a we can have a good old Barney, but when I start to then make you question yourself. I'm starting to gaslight you. Mm.
0: It's only because I actually probably just, it's taken me about 20 years to realize that I probably had been, you know, gaslit in the past. Mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. Uh, because there was a phrase that was, Consty came around, which was, um, reviens sur terre, uh, come back down to earth, you know, whenever there. And I put up with that for a very long time until I thought, (laughs) oh. But I am. I think I'm the most on-the-ground <laughs> on, on the ground yeah. kind of person. But, uh, and yeah. that's
1: why I will often challenge the person that's doing challenging like that, which is you know what she's like. She can exaggerate a bit. She's a bit sensitive. And it's just like, no, you have a perception. Tell me what's happening for you rather than trying to frame this person in a way that's convenient for you because now we're starting to move towards gaslighting.
0: Okay. and just before we move on with the questions and just to maybe uh, wrap up what we started to to talk about briefly before the the break uh, was feeling similar to narcissism and is there a connection would you say there is definitely a connection between the
1: two yes there is because i would say all narcissists gaslight um so narcissism which we've we've we, we did our show on narcissism it's on our websites and um, that's a you know a personality disorder this person that's very grandiose the sense of entitlement uh, i want you to know how important i am i am And I'm also going to make you realize how unimportant you are. And the way I will do that, the way I will control you, um, is by gaslighting you. So absolutely, there's a link between narcissism and gaslighting. And one other link I'd like to say, because someone also wrote in yesterday to say, is there a link between mental health disorders Mm. and gaslighting? And the answer is yes, there are certain mental health disorders disorders, um, for example, borderline personality disorder, where people already struggle with their emotional world. And so those are people who, um, you know, they experience their emotions already intensely. They find it difficult to regulate. They are not necessarily intentionally gaslighting you, but because of the distorted view of themselves and others, um, they will often deploy gaslighting tactics. So there is a link to certain mental health disorders.
0: Okay. I hope
1: that answers a, a question. I've got another question, uh
0: come up from a listener saying hello both what a great show and topic uh, so happy to have Sarah and Gavin back uh, by the way Sarah my cold lasted forever but it goes a glass of whiskey at night helps uh, thank you <laughs> but I might not get up in the morning if I do that uh, but thank you very much and uh, live in hope uh, so what happens if you are gaslighted at work and the other person is your boss
1: Ooh. um I just saw Sarah's boss walk by. So, did you just write this one in, Sarah? No. (laughs) Are (laughs) you sure? Um, It's, again, you know, I'm joking, but in the work context, um, it's, I think it happens a lot. Um, And... You know, I was actually thinking as I was driving into it, I would talk about work, and I was thinking about the whole scandal with the post office and the reaction by the post office of, there's nothing wrong with us, there must be something wrong with you. That's a version of gaslighting and how organisations will often totally discredit the whistleblower. Um, And they'll go to HR, you you need to watch Johnny or Mary because, uh, you know, I'm a bit concerned about them. They seem to think we're doing some things wrong with accounting. Let me tell you what I've noticed about them. So in the work context, if it's your boss, you need someone who can validate your reality. You might need to bring people to meetings with you. I would say um, keep a journal. What you need to do is rather than obviously confronting the person, which is very difficult when it's your boss, because they will probably also just put it back onto you. But they'll use tactics like micromanaging or withholding praise. And you need other people to say, did you see that? Would you come to a meeting with me? And remember, human resources is there for you. It's not there for your boss. So you may also need to involve human resources. But it does happen a lot. Um, And where appropriate, you need to call it out. And if you've got a boss or a culture where this is prevalent, then you might need to change your workplace.
0: Okay, I hope that answers your question. Uh, Another question from a listener, hi Sarah, can Gavin give his view on this, Mm. I feel quite scared by the extent to which the truth is being withheld or manipulated by our political figures today. Can you gaslight a population and what can we do in response?
1: there is political gaslighting, and I think one of the... This is where we need Rob. One of the things that I think we've <laughs> noticed is how politics has just become more and more... Um, I don't know what the word is, you know. We're, we're, we're falling into the gutter increasingly. The shambles. Yes, a I think shambles. that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> a shambles. Um, what could we do? Vote differently. I, look, yes, politicians will use distracting... Techniques to an alarming extent now to avoid the truth. We can think about the insurrection in, without wanting to get too political in America and Donald Trump. And so there is this sense of whether the information that we're receiving is in its purest form. Is it being manipulated? What can we do? I think it's a question bigger than bigger than my um, paycheck. I think we can just try to get our sources from um, accurate. Um, you know, independent, you know, listen to Review Radio, uh, do things like Reuters. I need to be careful where I'm getting my, um, receiving my news from. But yes, political gaslighting, I mean, it's always been around. We can think about, you know, Germany in the 1930s and 40s. It is dangerous. And I think, there's so much angst around at the moment because we kind of know it's happening. And, you know, I don't know if you're the same and I can just shout at the TV because it's mm. like, this is not, you know, you didn't answer the question, you're obscuring the truth from me. And then there's that feeling of just helplessness.
0: Yeah, okay, well, I hope that helps to answer your question. Uh, this one, uh, uh, short but sweet. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Oh, uh, well, I don't know whether it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What a load of absolute rubbish. Oh, dear. Is it not called life? question mark Um, which i guess gets back to my doubt about it although i've been convinced because you're sitting here and you'd probably hit me otherwise but um
1: well yeah i think i think on the one hand yes as i said earlier on you can have a disagreement we can remember things differently um that's not gaslighting um gaslighting is when uh, as i said before when you're trying to emotionally control manipulate coerce someone. That's a form of psychological abuse. And so when you start to leave someone unable to trust themselves, um, unable to trust their version of reality, then I'd say, yeah, hate to challenge the, uh, a good listener, but that's not rubbish. That's just a, a, a sad reality of what can happen. Okay. I'll give, can I give you a, a really silly... me uh, give a really silly example of what's not gaslighting. So, um, personal example. My... Many many years ago, I think I was probably about sixteen years old. My mother—that was many many, many 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 years, years ago. ago. Like, you know, ten years ago, my mother te- took me away during half term. My father was really busy. I think he was stuck on a work deal or something. And she said, "Look, come on, let's go away. Let's have a week together." We went out for dinner, and we have this really um, very, very hilarious conversation with the woman on the next table. We come back from our holiday. We describe this, the woman, what she was wearing, what happens at the dinner. It's gone down in, in our family history as the rice story. Um, and we told my father, and he laughed. Now, because someone, by the way, has texted in to say, can you explain memory, why memory is different? My father believes he was there at that event. <laughs> we have told him the story, and to this day my 86-year-old father, and he'll say, no, no, I can tell you what she was wearing. She looked like June that used to work for me. She had curly white hair. She was wearing the pink blouse. And I said, but Dad, you only know that because Mum and I told you. And... There are times when I say to him, are you actually doing it because you're pulling my leg or do you really believe? And he is adamant, He's adamant that he yeah. really believes he was there where we were sitting, what she was wearing. Oh, so I mean, yeah. when your person says, is it rubbish, we remember things differently because our memory is to do with how we we all encode things differently. We store them and we retrieve them differently. Um, But he's not trying to, I don't think, uh, make me go crazy. He's just, uh, he believes he was there. And okay. by the way, Dad, you weren't.
0: <laughs> My dad wasn't either. He has a tendency <laughs> to do that as well. Uh, but yeah, that's a very good example of uh, not gaslighting. Yeah. Okay, we have uh, one last question before we uh, tie this up with a couple more uh, points on uh, advice and how to avoid and survive gaslighting. Uh, hi, would the thin line be that gaslighting is when the gaslighter is doing so with an intent either to manipulate or other negative? reasons Uh, when it simply uh, hypothetically relates to a person has a bad memory for instance and gets corrected with no negative intent from the other person then it's not gaslighting would you agree i think he's trying to sum up what you were saying about the thin line and as you've just given the example of your your own parents and the story of your father remembering he was there when he
1: wasn't I think when it starts to become very sinister, one end of the spectrum is when there is an intention to manipulate. But if I think back to the first question, you can unintentionally gaslight, and we do it in our relationships. And it doesn't mean that what we're doing is, um, you know, it's on one end of the spectrum. So when we start to have an argument with our partner, when we start to say, this is not how I remembered it, that's a version of gaslighting. Mm. Now, it's not going to end up with the same sinister consequences, because it's probably not happening every day, and there isn't the intention to manipulate so i would probably say where the consequences are going to be more um damaging and long lasting is when there is an intention to manipulate but we could all do a bit better and catch ourselves out in our arguments because it really will drive all of us um crazy just in the you know not literally but when someone is actually telling us or denying us our reality Mm. so we could all do a bit better in the way we argue
0: Okay. And are some people more susceptible to falling into relationships with people who
1: gaslight? Yes, I would say people who have, you know, people who have a natural um, empathetic, you know, em- empaths are really susceptible because if, you, um, if you're an empath, you're more likely to, oh, I think, let me listen to the other person. I, I wonder if that's true. Um, people with low self-esteem. Um, also, people with a history of interpersonal trauma. So when we've had trauma growing up, we often grow up thinking it's our fault. You know, I I I maybe I encouraged this abuse, maybe I did something wrong, and this self-doubt lingers. And the narcissist or the gaslighter will will recognize that and, and move in for the kill. So, yes, empaths, low self-esteem, trauma, these are people who are more susceptible to ending up in relationships with people who gaslight.
0: And uh, finally, what do you do if uh, someone is gaslighting you and, and or if you've been gaslighted and how do you get over it?
1: Uh, I'd say, you know, and it sounds a little trite, but you, the best thing that we can do is absolutely know ourselves, know our tastes, know your values. Um, if... I know myself and I am self-confident and I'm able to pay attention to my feelings, there is less chance that someone's going to come along and manipulate me. So, you know, no, that's actually not true or that's not my version of it and I'm happy to say my version's different. Um, Yes, I do feel undermined. So when you say I'm oversensitive, no, I'm feeling X. And... It's very difficult. I would avoid arguments because the person will is not going to admit they're wrong. So you might need to walk away. You might need to get a lot better at setting boundaries. This behavior, when you undermine me, when you tell me you deny my experience or my reality... This is not acceptable. But the actual confronting the person... Eventually, I know someone that... I mean, this is the problem with keeping evidence. They did keep a lot of evidence. They had a lot of emails. And what happened? You are paranoid. Who Mm. keeps emails? What kind of a person? This is my point about you. Well, I can't read these emails. And what would make you even keep these things? This is my other point. Everybody knows that... And you start to see that confronting them... And if you're already doubting yourself the person's beginning to undermine you. So know yourself and your reality. Ask a friend to validate.
0: And getting over it, not maybe repeating the same mistakes, is,
1: uh, well, what would I you think suggest once, there? He, well, once you start to recognise it, I mean, some people will only recognise it when they come to therapy and someone actually says, it feels to me like... This person has been gaslighting you, uh, and it 's only and that 's why group work and why I re- enjoy doing a lot of my groups because other people begin to validate you, um, but once you begin to know yourself and you actually don 't question your reality you realise that no one else can question your reality. So that really is the key. Um, And if the relationship, if the person is doing it on a sustained basis and they're not able to look at their part in it, it might be time to look at, at exiting, when it's safe, exiting the relationship.
0: OK, uh, the last, uh, very last question this is a bit of a latecomer, but we'd like to fit it in. Uh, can someone stop gaslighting someone? Uh, curious as to whether it's a personality trait or intention or both.
1: Great question. I'd say if the person is a narcissist, they're not going to sit before. fault. They're not going to own it. They're not going to say, I'm gaslighting. They're going to say, no, I think you're missing the point. I've often had that in the therapy room with a, you know, let's say to the husband looking at me to say, you know, can, can you not see that she's a bit crazy? Are you, are you not on my side here? And I'm like, no, actually, I'm, I'm representing you as a couple, and this is how I'm perceiving you. If... On the other hand, I've also sat there and had someone say, oh, gosh, I really didn't think about the impact that would have. That wasn't my intention. Um, and then I'll give them some tools to, if you want to disagree, it's fine. Here's some, here's some phrasing that's likely to be less provocative and where you might actually be able to have your argument, because that's real life, uh, but do it in a way where you don't undermine each other. So, yes, we can change, um, Provided we're willing to see what we're doing.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much.
1: And, Gosh. Uh, crikey. Was oh. <laughs> that a glass of whiskey? Yeah, so we both a glass have one. of
0: whiskey and I'm going to give up my day job <laughs> and I'll come to therapy with you, I think. <laughs> I've got a lot to sort out. Um, so finally, Gavin, would you just say, how can people get in contact
1: uh, with you and find out more? So uh, on my website is rivierawellbeing.com. Uh, you can email me, gavin, at rivierawellbeing.com.
0: Okay, and uh, next
1: month's topic? Well, I was thinking maybe we should do some sex. Don't do that, it's dangerous. No, no, sex? thinking, sex. Oh, well, you no, just, nobody's
0: having it anymore, apparently. No, well, that's, you
1: made me think about it during the news. <laughs> oh, no. um, So there's a couple of shows I'd like to do. I think either one on um, if we can keep it clean and all right for the kids in the back of the car on the way to school. I thought something on sex addiction. We've touched upon it in the past, but I don't think we've actually done a show on it. And then this point about maybe another show on... What's healthy sex? We all want to know who's having it and how often is <laughs> Going it. Red just thinking of this. <laughs> and if people aren't having it, why aren't they having it? So if I can think of a way that's appropriate for breakfast listening, because I'm noticing the boss is in the house, then. Um, We'll do something maybe on sex addiction next month if I can get it past him.
0: OK, so that will be next month's uh, Riviera Wellbeing uh, window. And yeah. stay tuned to find out more. Well, Gavin, thank you very much. Thank and you. Uh, speak to you next month. Well, I hope to see you be- between now and then. I hope so.
1: And it's good to be back. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much to you and all the listeners, as always.
0: Gavin Sharp from Riviera Wellbeing.